When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 7.05. 24 hours from now, the Oilers will be dropping the puck against the Arizona Coyotes. We'll have it for you here on 6.30 Chet. In fact, we're going to start at 5.30 with the Face-Off Show. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for tuning in this evening. A pretty cool coming up this weekend. We got the motorcycle and ATV show at the Edmonton Expo Center, and we have some pretty enthusiastic people in studio to tee this up. First of all, Lori Pates, who is the show manager. Good evening, Lori. Hi, Reed. Thank you for coming in. And Billy Kohut, who is a freestyler. Hello, Billy. Hey, how you doing? Now, I got a lot of questions for you, <laughs> so you sit right there. You bet. Because you're, you're, the, you're the craziest person in the room right now, <laughs> and that doesn't happen often when I'm here. No, no, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> but, Lori, uh, you're, uh, you're one of the driving forces behind putting this whole thing on, so uh, g- give us some of the, the, the nuts and bolts here. What can we expect if we go to the Expo Centre this weekend? Well, it's cold outside, but I tell you, it is hot. It will be hot inside this weekend. This is the major manufacturer, new product launch, so they bring two wheels, three wheels, four wheels down to the Expo Centre, and it's all the major manufacturers. Best deals of the year happen this weekend. But more than that, we have action attractions, which is awesome. Kids 6 to 12 can learn to ride right at the show in the Yamaha Riding Academy. We have that. We have learn to ride sessions. So if you're just a new beginner and you want to just get some information, you feel a little intimidated, you got to come to the show because there's training schools, there's seminars. We also have new this year, we have a handlebar or like a lifestyle bar. It's called the handlebar. So we have some custom motorcycles, so a place to grab your riding companion come down and hang out and of course we have flat track racing demos and the ground and gravity show which really is freestyle motocross as well as stunt riders these guys are some of the best in north america and it's phenomenal it's one of those things you want to bring the family hold on to your seats it <laughs> takes your breath away it's about 30 minutes it's all included as part of your admission there's seven shows throughout the weekend okay so billy yeah. that's where where you come in so you're going to be part of putting on this show. So I know you don't want to tell people exactly what, what you're going to do because you, you want to have a little bit of a surprise there. Yeah. But are you... Okay, like, I, I'm not going to pretend. I, I'm a little ignorant when it comes to this. Are you going to be, like, jumping over cars? Or are you doing backflips? Are you doing um, death-defying stunts? Like, what's going on? Yeah, so anyone that's not familiar with freestyle motocross, it's just uh, it's a ramp set up, uh, takeoff ramp, man-made. To a man-made landing that's 75 feet in distance and we go about 35 feet high 
touch the rafters and uh, perform a couple tricks for you at the same time. Okay, now I gotta I gotta ask you, Billy, because I I, I there's gotta be and this to me to me I mean you're immersed in the world, but to me it's a it's a bit of a non traditional athletic endeavor. I, I mean I talk to a lot of people who play hockey, play football. Well, a lot of kids play hockey, play football, but for you. So at what point were you like, okay, I want to I want to go on a bike 35 feet in the air? Where does where does that start? Uh, it actually started a long time ago, riding around the farm and uh, started jumping the laneway and the the road out front of the farm and just catching air and ended up seeing guys hitting actual man-made takeoff ramps on film and just thought, you know, I could do that. So ended up building one and. Uh, so, sir, you built... Yeah, yeah, I your, built one in high your school. Your first motorbike? No, my first takeoff ramp. Your first takeoff ramp. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, that would be cool if you built your actual bike, too. Yeah. So you built a takeoff <laughs> ramp. And th- where were you growing up? So I grew up in Didsbury, Alberta, just on a farm east of it. And you just start d- doing this as much as you can on your own? Yeah, pretty much. Um, back then, it was a little bit of everything. I played hockey... Uh, rodeoed for a couple of years, uh, raced motocross, and uh, between everything, motocross was what I loved most. So how do you get, or, or maybe Laura, you can help too, how does somebody like Billy, how do you get discovered, or how do you make your way? Well, I think it's, uh, <laughs> Billy has just been this, we've seen him grow even with the shows, because his his talent just keeps, Yeah, I think it's just... You have to decide. You have to tell about your sure. story, but you know it's phenomenal to watch these guys what they can do. So, All right, so you got your your takeoff ramp, and now you're <laughs> yeah. one of the big wigs in the sport. So, like, well, what, what happened? Actually, it was uh, an amateur contest that was put on down south in California every year, every winter, and uh, this was in 2009, 2010, 11, and 12, and I went to the first one in 2009. As an amateur, didn't know much about the sport, just knew I could do some tricks and went there, showed them what I had. I didn't do too good the first year. Second year, I went back and ended up second, and then I repeated second place for three years. (laughs) And that's when uh, I met Keith Sayers, um, the man behind all the ramps and all the shows that we do every weekend, and especially these motorcycle shows. They're um, Keith's taken me under his wing and kind of paved the way for me and given me all the shows and you know tells me where to go every weekend and what to so is this is this a full-time job for you it is the last the last four years have been full-time with keith that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, Billy Kohut joining us in studio. Freestyler Laurie Pates is here as well, show manager for the motorcycle and, and, and ATV show. Uh, Billy, I always ask this, so please don't be offended. Uh, have you ever been injured? And if so, what's the worst? <laughs> I have been uh, many times. I'd say the worst was a uh, broken wrist and three ribs at the same time. Oh, my. So not okay. too bad. So you're out not of action for a few weeks? Yeah, yeah couple weeks there was a there was a learning curve when i started that there was about three years where i was i broke a couple bones every year (laughs) and uh, it was it was a frustrating time but i got through it and uh i'm glad i kept pushing because i wouldn't be where i am today so if you want to learn a new do you call them stunts or tricks what do you call them tricks tricks so if you want to learn a new trick yeah okay like to me there's 
if in most sports there's a buildup. So I, I want to golf. So I'm going to learn hip turn. I'm going to learn the yeah. grip. Then I'm I, like, so if you want to do a massive jump, yeah. is, is it either you have to try it, or just try it full on right away, or can you can you incorporate parts uh, and build up to it? Well, with with our ramp setup that we have here, it's all portable, so you can actually move the ramp in as close as you want, and you can get comfortable that way, and then moving it back. But for trick-wise, if you want to learn a new trick, there's a hundred steps to it. Like, you'll you'll take one finger off one jump, and then you'll take two oh, fingers off, okay. and you'll take the hand off. You know, there's a okay. there's a hundred steps to. So are you ever not trick. in contact with your bike when you're up in the air, like totally? Yeah, there's a couple tricks. <laughs> the one's called a holy grab and a rock solid, where you let go of the bike completely. Lori, what is the uh, what what is the 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 setup for for the freestyle show that Billy and others going to be doing? I mean, is it just massive ramps and? dirt everywhere? What are we looking at? No dirt. It's actually in Hall D of okay. the Expo Centre. And again, it's all part of admission. So the shows run over the weekend. You just you can go in and check it out. And, and you have to check it out if you're down there. Because it's about 30 minutes long approximately. We also have Keith Sayers' children as part of it. So, you know, it just shows that uh, even at a young age, kids can ride. and it, But it is heart-stopping. So don't come in if you're, if you're you know, <laughs> faint at heart because this is going to blow your mind. Okay, so what a way to describe it would be almost like if you saw it in a movie, you would assume it was a special effect or computer generated. But yes. Billy, you and all Similar, the others yeah. are going to be doing it. Yeah, exactly. Actually, actually doing it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How often do you practice? Well, this time of year, obviously, I can't practice outside. So right. uh, thankfully, Lori gives us these shows every <laughs> every new year and I'm able to practice. Lori, how many shows like this uh, are there, you know, Western Canada can I'm curious because again this is this is relatively new to me. Well, it's awesome because the motorcycle show is a circuit show. There's six across Canada. Okay. Western Canada, we're fortunate we have three. Calgary was last weekend, Edmonton this weekend and then we go out to Vancouver then it swings east for Quebec City, Montreal and Toronto. Um, it just shows how passionate people here in Alberta are about power sports. We have two here in Alberta, unfounded really, I mean, mm. ac again, across the nation. Uh, it, it just, people come out of all ages. We have families, we have all demographics, and it becomes, it's a popular show. It really kicks off the new year, and it's a great way to kick off the new year, is to see all the smiling faces, people sitting on bikes, and really just coming together. It's quite the community here in Edmonton. We just love, we love the show here, especially. So, Billy, when you are part of the performance, and then maybe you meet fans or kids after, yeah. is there a common question or comment you usually get? Uh, yeah, I guess there is. There's lots of kids ask, like, uh, how did you get started and why do you want to do this and stuff like that and uh i guess my answer is i just follow my heart great answer how many so how many others are going to be performing with you so there's three other riders there's another guy from stetler alberta chad yep. bowman he's the youngster of the group and doing really good so you'll definitely notice him uh nick dunn He's out of Redding, California, and uh, Keith Sayers out of Butte, Montana. Okay, so uh, how, and I know this isn't a, a competition, yeah. but even so, how competitive is it with you guys? Or, oh, okay, you did this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. They're, that's the, 
there's definitely an enjoyment with riding with your buddies like that because you do push each other and you see your friend or your buddy do something that you've been thinking about doing and right after that you're like all right I got to do that. <laughs> you got to do Yeah. But I assume the show is pretty much you got to stick to what you've you've worked on or could you try uh, something new if you wanted to? Yeah, you well you you don't want to try something new in a show for sure, like especially if you've never done it before. Right. Okay. But, but if you've been working on it, you could yeah, pull it out. Yeah, if you've been okay. working on it, definitely um like for me it's for the shows I do everything that I'm comfortable doing and uh nothing more because I I make a living doing this and the right. last thing I want to do is be sitting on the couch with a broken arm. What do you do to I mean you look like a, pr- a pretty fit guy. Do you do a lot of other training to make sure, you know, you're always feeling good and strong for this or uh, I mean, or, or or is it just practice There's practice, a lot practice. of practice like any time in the summer, any time I get to ride, I'm on my bike. So you'll you'll ride every day in the summer sometimes. And if you're not on that I work on the farm, and there's tons of work to be done there, so Dad would prefer me to be home at the okay, farm. Okay, well, let me ask <laughs> this. Was there, uh, was there a barrier or a worry that your parents, family, loved ones had, had to get past? Yeah, there definitely was. They, they, uh, at the beginning, it, there wasn't a lot of support, <laughs> but <laughs> once they found out, I knew what I was doing and had fun doing it. They fully supported me. Well, that's an incredible story. Billy Kohut in studio, freestyler. You're going to see him at the Motorcycle and ATV Show, Edmonton Expo Center. Show manager Lori Pates is here as well. Lori, okay, give us the the nuts and bolts here, uh, when people can go, when they can see uh, Billy, and maybe a couple other highlights here. So we open tomorrow at noon, noon to 9 tomorrow, 10 till 8 on Saturday, 10 till 5 on Sunday. The Ground and Gravity runs Friday 5 and 7, and Saturday 12, 2 and 6, Sunday 12 and 2. Uh, tickets are on site on, on the website, edmontonmotorcycleshow.ca. We also have local dealers selling $3 off adult tickets. Ladies night, Friday night, uh, after 5, ladies get in half price. We're giving away a 2018 Kawasaki Versus X300 tomorrow night at 8.30, so you want to be there to win and enter. And on Saturday, we're also giving away two Kawasaki Z125 Pro motorcycles. That's between 12 noon and 4. Again, so much to see, so much to do. You want to take in all the action and just come down and enjoy. Okay. Uh, caller number four. We're going to give away four tickets. Sound good? Awesome. Uh, 780-496-0063. We're going to give away four tickets right now for people who are interested. And you just got to meet one of the people you're going to see, Billy. So there you go. Right on. Th- Billy, Lori, thanks so much for coming in. I hope everything goes great this weekend Thank and you. all the best. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. If uh, you're calling in, we have given the tickets away. Kellen, can you do me a favor? Yes, what's Our up? Our next guest is downstairs. I will go grab him. Can you let him in? Okay. Obviously, uh, high security here at the Chorus Broadcasting Compound. Uh, that was a fun interview. Billy Kohut, freestyler. Lori Page, show manager. The Edmonton Motorcycle and... ATV show, and uh, I just uh, realized, I apologize, somebody texted in a question for Billy, and I didn't see it. All right. 
Richard says, I am very excited for this Olympics. I will watch every single game, men's and women's. I never fully really like the NHL players going. They saunter in like rock stars. I never felt like they were part of the overall team. The blue-collar players with the stories of perseverance are the most fun for me. That is a text coming in for Richard. There is going to be a certain cachet to this Olympic team. Um, you know, Todd Halushko, I, I said off the top of the show, I, I, I don't think it's going to have the viewership as other Olympics. I stand by that. However, there there will be a draw, I think, and, and probably because of the of the stories and, you know, reconnecting with some of these players or seeing underdogs get a chance to win an Olympic gold medal. So I do think uh, it's still going to be pretty fun. As I mentioned... Uh, former Oilers, Derek Roy, Gilbert Brule, Rob Klinkhammer, Ben Scrivens on the Olympic team, Chris Kelly as well, who was on a professional tryout for the Oilers, played in the preseason, was never officially an Edmonton Oiler, but he's going to be there as well. The current edition of the Edmonton Oilers simply cannot score. I don't know if you heard Darcy McLeod on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer today. Uh, he does a lot of uh, analytics-type stuff and looks into the numbers. Over the last eight games... The Oilers have a 5-on-5 shooting percentage of 2.2, which is shockingly low, and uh, even for teams that can't score, that's shockingly low. So you think there's going to be an even-out game or two in the near future. Todd McClellan asked about the lack of goals after practice today. I think you've got to create chances, volume chances. Um, The shooting percentage has to go up on those volume chances. And when you do get, and we have had a lot of really good looks, sometimes at empty nets and we're not... uh, you know the old bear down and put it through the back of the net routine well relax a little bit and put it into the net uh, i think is is part of um, of the mental block we have on offense but we also have to get a little hungrier and dirtier in in areas all right the NHL action tonight. Flames lead the Lightning 3-1 after two. How about that? Furland is 19th. Goudreau is 14th. Bennett his 6th. Point has the goal for the Lightning. His 17th. Hurricanes are up 2-1 on the Capitals. That's late in the third. About three and a half minutes to go. Victor Rask has the go-ahead goal. His 11th of the season. Buffalo is leading Columbus 2-1 with about six minutes left. Benoit Pouliot, one of the goals for Buffalo, his ninth of the season. All right. We're going to have some fun in the next half hour. We'll cover a variety of sporting topics with a regular guest on the show, Evan Dom, marketing and communications from the Canada West Conference. There are actually some pretty significant uh, positive stories going on with U of A teams, obviously the hockey team, and I believe the men's basketball team is uh, one of the tops in the country as well. So we'll touch on that, talk some Olympics. You can always text 630-630. You know what you can let me know? Your favorite winter Olympic sport other than hockey to 630-630. Inside Sports on Chet. from your Edmonton Eskimos. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Adarius Bowman, good player. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chad. Oilers game tomorrow and Saturday. Then they go into the bye week. 
Arizona and Vegas coming out of their bye weeks, the Oilers' next two opponents. You can text 630-630, the phone number 780-496-0063. You can email insidesports at 630ched.com. I get several emails a day from this young man, marketing and communications for the Canada West Conference. It's Evan Dom. Hello, Evan. Reed, pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. Thanks for being so formal. Yeah, I know. It's great, and uh, I appreciate you taking me up on my request on Twitter this afternoon when I asked if I could come on the show. Yeah, that's right. There was no planning before you tweeting me at 5 o'clock to come on the show. It's the power of social media, Reed. Anything can happen. It is a powerful medium. It is. It is. We don't need traditional media now. It's just all social media. It's just all social media. That's all you need over and over again. Absolutely. Yeah. Because Trump has a Twitter account. What else yeah. does he need? Yeah, the most powerful man in the world has, uh, has all he needs to do. He doesn't, he doesn't even watch TV. It's, it's been proven. He doesn't watch television at all. Doesn't listen to the radio, doesn't read the newspaper. Uh, anyway, that's a bit of a tangent. Uh, <laughs> how, how are th- well, you wanted to talk about the Olympics. Yeah, I, I don't think as many people are going to be interested in. Well, no, I don't. I don't think as many people are going to be interested in it as well. I mean, that's. I, I just don't think there's a whole lot of pure, and maybe this is going to be controversial, but just flat out hockey fans, as people think there are. There are a lot of NHL fans, and there are a lot of Oilers fans, but there's not a lot of just pure hockey fans because, quite frankly, uh, you know, the caliber of the player is not going to be as high at the Olympics this time, but the entertainment factor might actually be higher. More mistakes. There's going to be more mistakes. It's going to be more wide open. There's going to be uh, a lot of scoring chances. Um, and, And quite frankly, I think the product itself in terms of just raw entertainment value um, is going to really surprise people. There will still be blowouts. Somebody texted in. Well, South Korea is in the tournament. South Korea, it plays Canada. Yeah, it's gonna, that's going to be awful. I mean, how can you sugarcoat that? It's going to be horrendous. But it's going to be... I don't even know if it's going to be better than, than it would have been if there are NHL players there. I don't think it's going to make that big a difference. Because right. the NHL guys... Quite frankly, um, just like the you know the team they've assembled now, it, it, they would have backed off, you know, when they get to six. Oh sure, nothing seven. Yeah, nothing. there's a Come point on. where it's like okay, yeah, it's practice. L- l- let's move on to tomorrow. So, uh, you know, I'm curious. The games, I'm not even sure what time the games are going to be. They're going to be overnight, but uh, I, I think here here's the thing: are are people going to get up and to watch games at? Whenever they're going to be, 2 in the morning, are they going to stay up after midnight if the game started at 11 p.m.? I don't know if they will. Maybe at the end. Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. Uh, it's it's more challenging, obviously, given the time zone situation. Um, had this, you know, a similar problem, obviously, different part of the world when when they were in Sochi as well with the different times. Um, you know, it, it'll be telling to see how things go and the viewership numbers as they get closer to the medal round and if Canada is able to progress into the semis and into the finals, what those numbers look like. Uh, because, quite frankly, I think at that point in the tournament, you'll get the very casual person um, who gets caught up in in some of the storylines that have been evolving for 10 to to 14 days prior, and they'll watch the games. But, um, you know, there's a lot of NHL talent on Team Canada. There's over 5,000 NHL games played on the roster. Sure. This is not some assortment of guys who haven't had really successful professional careers. Like when you look at Kelly with over 800 NHL games played, there's two guys on the roster who didn't play in the NHL. So there's not uh, a significant shortage uh, of 
of experience and experience at the highest level on this team. And there's a lot of really interesting storylines. And I know some people don't, you know, they, they they don't care so much about that as, as much as what the product. But they'll want to know once be. they start seeing the play. I think. I, I would think so, um, but like I said, I think there's a lot of casual. Uh, hockey fans or really hardcore NHL Oiler fans who um, aren't interested in anything but that level well, or that, that team. But that, and that, but that, that's a whole, well not but, that, that is a whole larger discussion. That with, what, regardless of the sport, how many people are actually just a fan of one team? Right? I mean, are Dallas Cowboys fans football fans, or are they just maniacs about the Dallas Cowboys, right? Are Alabama football fans college football fans, or are they just maniacs about the Crimson Tide? You know what I mean? I mean, there are people, of course, there are Oilers fans that watch the NHL, but I think there are... Uh, a lot of people, when their team's out, they might check out till okay, I'll watch the final. Yeah, it's a small, it's a smaller percentage of the sort of sports audience than the hardcore single team fan. And I think it's also highly dependent on the league. I think there's a like, let's look at in Edmonton for example. I think there's there's obviously a lot of Eskimo fans, but the Eskimo fans don't tune out if the Eskimos, you know, they don't tune out in the West Final or the Great Cup if the Eskimos aren't in it. To the same extent, I think when you look at a more well, and that's more of a niche league of the too. Structure too. Yeah, and that, that's absolutely true. But if you get down to Game Seven in the Western Conference, you know, finals, and the Oilers aren't in it, are there going to be a lot of of people in the city paying attention, listening to the game on the radio and watching on TV? Absolutely. I mean, I think when it gets down to crunch time, uh, fans of those particular sports are going to care regardless. And we'll see the same thing at the Olympics. We'll see the. The, the hockey fan um, who, who maybe is more attached to a single team or to the NHL product, they'll still get interested. I, th- I still think they'll get sucked in, um, not to the extent that they would have if there were guys that they, they watch on every given week. But, um, you know, uh, again, it, it's a situation where uh, it's going to be really entertaining hockey. And uh, if you're just a pure fan of, of entertainment and the show, then I think uh, you're going to be in for a good one. Uh, this texter says, Dustin says, uh, I'm kind of feeling that when we win without current stars, it proves even more Canada is dominant and hockey is our sport. That's from Dustin. Absolutely. And this texter says, Evan, you are so wrong. More mistakes, more excitement. I'm an NHL fan. We don't want mistakes and excitement. We want structure and vanilla. That's why I pay my season <laughs> ticket money. Come on! Hey, is there oh, going to be an offside challenge at the Olympics? I don't know, actually. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I have not researched the uh, video review. Let's take a few more goals off the, the board. Let's do that. Let's the, make sure that South Korea doesn't score their one goal against Canada on offside review. Go grab a headset. We actually somebody wants to talk to us. Believe it or not, we, I, I said to Evan, "You won't need a headset." Well, I, we, I didn't expect to have open line. But David has been going? motivated to call in. Go ahead, David. I am the one guy that wants to talk to you tonight. So <laughs> I'm you honored. Feel, feel so privileged. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was just uh, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about the KHL. Like, would Russia not have a pretty strong team? Because there's a fair amount of elite players in in Russia and maybe going to the Olympics. Oh, I think the... I think all the traditional hockey countries will still be the most competitive teams in this tournament. Yes. Right. Russia and will be so, the tournament favorite. 
Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking too. I don't know how many. I mean, I would assume that in the states, if you're an elite player, you're probably in the system in the NHL. Or, I mean, maybe they're going to have some a, uh, American Hockey League players. A lot of those kind of players. Do you know who's? Did you see who's on the United States that used to play for the Oilers? No, I didn't. Know. Mark Arcabello. Remember him? I don't. He's on the American Olympic team. That would have been a short-lived contract, no? Uh, he was mostly in the minors. He was mostly, and, oh. and he was, speaking of short, he was. he's a very small guy. <laughs> well, right he was. He is. Yeah. David, thanks for calling. Um, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Have a uh, good night, guys. All right. Yeah, Russia will be really good. I mean, you look at the majority of the Canadian team, they're playing in the KHL as well. I think they had 13 guys out of the K. Um you know, there's always this argument about where do the other leagues other than NHL fit into the pecking order of, of world hockey. And you can make the argument that the KHL is the second best league in the world. So, And there were a bunch of KHL guys um, on the Russian team in Sochi. And there were a number of them in Vancouver as well. So it's not like it's new to have those guys on that particular squad. This texture says the gold medal game from the last Olympics was a defensive masterpiece, but also fairly boring. It's going to be fun hockey to watch, I think. Well, and it was thrilling to see Canada win, but they were, and it was to their credit, how well they played as a team, given how short a time they were together. But yes, you got a sense that they what they beat the states one nothing and Sweden three nothing I think yeah those I mean if you're looking for wide open entertaining back and forth offensive hockey you know the medal round in Sochi wasn't wasn't your cup of tea um, and that's what I'm saying I, I think we'll see a little bit more of that wide openness you know uh, when you look at the Spangler Cup. I think that's a good indication of the style of play and the type of scores that you could anticipate uh, at the Olympic tournament. Uh, it, uh, you know what? I'm I'm really excited about it. And you know, when you look at some of the guys that they've assembled, um, the the scoring prowess that they had at the NHL level, some of the success they've had in Europe over the last several seasons, uh, a number of the Russian players who are going to come into the tournament, it's going to be it's going to be entertaining when you get down to you know those semifinals and finals and. Um, you know, obviously some of the, the round-robin games against the, the closer teams as well. What do you like that's not hockey in the Winter Olympics? Favorite sport to watch um, other than hockey? Uh, I, I enjoy the downhill. I, I enjoy uh, that component of it. because really? Yeah, I, I enjoy that a lot. I love, I love the curling. Um, I'm a big curling fan. Um, obviously, that's not a big stretch with the Briar and the Scotties and sure. the, the different things. So uh, I enjoy the downhill. I really enjoy the curling as well. See, but as Canadians, and let's and let's face it, Canadians tend to like sports that not that many other countries are good at. And yeah. geography is a part of that because we're more into the ice and snow sports, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, and obviously the, the medal totals have bear that out over the course uh, of the, the winter versus the summer Olympics and a whole bunch of history there as well. Uh, yeah, we're good at some obscure things. Yeah, we can hang our hat on some, some luge medals and some bobsled I, medals. See, I, and, like, I like watching the, the luge and the bobsled. Yeah, it's, well, it's for, intense. For, for, for timed, the timed races... Yeah. I actually I prefer that to the skiing. Yeah, well, we're way better at those too. Well, that's um, all. Maybe that's why I like them. Yeah, we usually have somebody going for a medal. Absolutely. I mean, quite frankly, I'll watch anything that's on. Um, biathlon at times it, it struggles to hold my attention. Well, yeah, it'd be like watching the the Olympic marathon. Right. You know, same sort of thing. Well, I'll see the finish, but right. But you know, if it's on, I'll watch it and uh, I'll enjoy it.
Was it was it Seinfeld that did the bit on biathlon? Like the weird, the two weird sports to combine. So we're gonna make you ski, and then you got to stop and shoot a gun. That What's sounds... next? Like you sprint, and then you stop and wrestle a shark. Yeah, that Something sounds like, like that. a Seinfeld episode for sure. Uh, somebody says the games are gonna be at 5 a.m., 8 p.m., and well, they wrote 5 a.m. again. Maybe they meant 5 p.m. I don't think there'll be games at 5 p.m. here. Well, that seems a little early. Uh, well, how far back are they of us? I'm well, not. I don't know the time zones that well. Google it right now. Time in what? What's the time in Pyeongchang right now? Seven forty-six in Edmonton. It's uh, it's eleven forty-six a.m. So they could start games at noon there. That started yeah. at at eight o'clock here for sure. Yeah, some games. Yeah, and those would be obviously the ones that would get the best viewership on this part of the world. Where were you, by the way, for the gold medal win uh, for in, the so- in twenty ten? Twenty ten. The Crosby Golden Goal. Uh, I was at a local establishment. Uh, enjoying some... You know what I was doing? What were you doing? I was calling a U of A Pandas basketball game. That is hardcore. Yeah, well, I committed to doing it. They they were in a playoff series. It went to a third game, so it was played Sunday afternoon. Perfect. So we, uh, I think I was doing it with Jason Hills that day. Yeah. Because Doug McLean was at the game. So we set up a laptop so we could watch the game. I, I I don't know if I've ever actually watched the game in its entirety. I've watched large chunks of it. Yeah. And the game was over when the, sorry, the Pandas game ended first. Yeah. So the game was, overtime was just starting. So they put it on the big screen at the main gym at the U of A. There were like 80 people there. And that would have been really cool, actually. And what happened was, so Jason Hills and I had the laptop set up, and it was about four seconds ahead of the screen. <laughs> so we started running around and yelling when Crosby scored. And everybody's like, what are you doing? And then several people missed seeing the goal because we distracted them. Wow. So I, you more guys are evidence like the court that I'm a bad human being. Yeah, you ruined, you ruined that historic moment for potentially dozens of people at the main well, gym. Well, probably... Who was staring One at you like like mask. you were a clown? Was it Matt Gooch? Did he miss it because well, of Well, Scott Edwards, but he always stares at me that way. Panda's coach. <laughs> it's 747. Evan Dom's in studio. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. How about this? The Flames are leading Tampa Bay 5-1 halfway through the third period. Sabres have beaten the Blue Jackets 3-1. Hurricanes have beaten the Capitals 3-1. Oilers at Arizona tomorrow. Furnace Family Oilers Hockey. Edmonton's Furnace Replacement Experts. Call 780-4-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. 5.30 face-off show. Game at 7 against the Arizona Coyotes. Evan Dom from Canada West Conference is in studio. Evan, uh, U of A Hockey, have they actually uh, on a rare losing streak here? What's going on? Yeah, they lost last weekend in Manitoba. They actually got swept by the Biosons. They lost in overtime one night and then in regulation on the Saturday. So uh, they come into this weekend looking to right the ship a little bit, a position they're not usually in. So they get Calgary uh, this weekend in a home-and-home. They're at home down at the Drake tomorrow night. And then they get to uh, make the hopefully not so icy slide down the QE2 to Calgary for Saturday. All right. Is it still Bears uh, number one in Canada West ahead of the Huskies? Yeah, Bears, Saskatchewan, and then Manitoba has uh, made a little bit of a move there as they're 
they're not really knocking on the door. They still have some work to do, but they, that's a that's a big four points for them against the number one ranked team in the country. So the Bears are no longer number one, though. No, they're they're two now behind St. FX, who moved into number one. So and the Huskies are still highly ranked. Yes, yeah, they and, are. And so. Saskatchewan is here first weekend in February. Yeah, and that's a huge series. That'll determine who finishes right. first in that, the conference. That should be great. Uh, I believe that's Super Bowl weekend because the Super Bowl is February fourth. The Oilers don't play that weekend rare weekend where they don't play so Friday and Saturday that could uh, pack a few extra bums into Claire Drake Arena to see a showdown between two of the top five teams in the country uh, maybe maybe two of the top three is that a stretch uh, well we'll see where we're at at that point but it could be possible Saskatchewan could I mean, be rankings aside yeah, well, in terms of just, always. no, they're not exactly a precise uh, science. So it certainly could be, I think it's an easy argument to make that those are two of the top three teams in the country. U of A basketball near and dear to my heart. Golden Bears are a powerhouse. 11-1 and one in Canada West this year. Wow. They swept Calgary last week, and Calgary's number two in the, the U Sports top 10 last weekend going in. So the Bears won a uh, home-and-home home versus them. Looking really good again this season. Rody Clark is looking excellent for the Bears, and um, they got a chance to do some damage and, and you know, hopefully uh, go deep not only the Canada West playoffs, but, you know, at the final eight as well out in Halifax. What do you think the short and medium-term impact can be to the Bears football program that Ed Elnicki won the heck Crichton? Is is there any, or? Well, I mean, I, I certainly think it generated a lot of publicity for the program and the good things that Chris Morris has been doing with them. And uh, quite honestly, you know, when you look at a student athlete, um, Ed is probably as close to a perfect student athlete as you could could hope for. Uh, you know, just a really good academic guy on the business side of things. Uh, Peter Law, he leadership college, um, you know, an all-Canadian, uh, an excellent football player, clearly by his his results this last season, leading the, the nation in rushing and, and setting all sorts of records for the program and some Canada West records along the way. So he's the poster boy, uh, five-year guy through the program with Chris Morris. Uh, Chris can hold him up to potential recruits and say, this is what we can, you know, help you become, and this is who we want you to be. And I think that that's a really powerful message for him moving forward. Where are the final couple minutes here? What... Ilnicki, he should play in the CFL. Yeah, he's a draft pick of Ottawa. Uh, he was there throughout training camp last year. I think he has an opportunity uh, to be a guy who cracks a roster at least next season based solely on his character, his work ethic, uh, and his, his ability to do whatever they ask him to do. Like He could be a special team guy for them next year and, and work his way into uh, a position where he is looked at for his offensive skills as well at the running back position. Um, you know, he he was a dominant high school player out in Spruce Grove when mm-hmm. he joined the Bears. And over the last two and a half years, he's grown exponentially as a football player. Like, his, his speed... Is his second or third year, I don't think he would have said he had breakaway speed. Um, he had breakaway speed in years four and five, particularly in five, clearly. So uh, he's been a guy who's gotten better over his time there, and I still think he has some, some room for growth. Evan, how can people find out more about the Canada West Conference? Oh, there's a variety of ways, Reed. Uh, CanadaWest.org. Uh, you can tune in and watch the games on CanadaWest.tv. I encourage you to do that. You can follow us on Twitter, Canada West. Keep it simple for everybody. Hey, thanks for coming in, buddy. I really appreciate it. Anytime, Reed. Thanks so much. Besides Evan, you heard from Mark Spector, Todd Halushko, Billy Kohut, and Lori Pates were in from the Edmonton Motorcycle and ATV show. Tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show, 7 o'clock game start. It's the Oilers at the Coyotes. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy 
He was the studio producer this evening. My name is Reed Wilkins. Adler is next. Thank you so much for tuning in. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.